Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Those of you who were with us last week and hung around to the announcements would have seen our latest staff member, uh, our newest member of our team, Manel. She's been helping Steph in the office uh, during the course of this year. We've uh, sort of been inundated with more and more people calling us and engaging with the office, people that are connected uh, with us through uh, our online ministry, which has been wonderful, but uh, a little bit overwhelming at times. So Manel's doing a great job uh, helping us out uh, in the office. We've also uh, employed uh, or taken on uh, another female staff member and she's not quite as helpful as Manelli's, but I, I need to confess I've actually fallen in love with her. Her name is Faith. Here she is. She's our office guard dog. Got another shot here. She's hard at work on the desk. You know, one of the things I love about Faith is that when, when I come into the office, she's always ready to play. Doesn't, even if she's sleeping and totally out, if, once I call her, the tail starts wagging. She's up for it. She's ready. Today's gospel is all about how we can be ready. How we can be up for it, like Faith. Jesus is just about to go to his passion. But before he does, he gives his disciples three parables. Three ways of helping them to understand how they need to live so that they can receive the gift that Jesus is about to die to give them. I want to give you a clue. It's a really important clue. This parable, these parables and the one we, we're going to unpack today is not just for the disciples. It's a parable for us. It's a, it's a parable about how we too can live so that we're always ready for the life that God wants to give us, not just in the future, but now. This is the second of the three parables we heard the first last week about the ten bridesmaids. This parable is a story about uh, a master a landowner who entrusts his land to three servants. But before he goes, uh, goes away, he gives them a job. He gives each of them talents. Now, a, a talent at that time was, was a, a weight of money, a uh, rather large weight of money. Uh, but Jesus' story, his point here is not really about money. So when you hear the word talent today, I want you to think of anything that God has given you, any gift, any resource, any opportunity that God has given you. That's what we want to think about when we hear the word talent. The parable says that the master gave his first servant five talents, Second servant, two talents, and his third servant, one talent. Now, why did he give them different amounts of talents? Well, the parable tells us. He gave each man talents in proportion to his ability. 
This is so important. See, even though we often want what other people have, don't we? <laughs> we want the talents that others have. We're reminded today that God is very thoughtful about what he gives us. He only gives us what we can handle, what we, what we really need to live well. The sooner we are able to accept that, the more peace we experience in our lives. The parable then says that after the master gave them the talents, he sets out, he leaves. The, the master doesn't stick around and kind of watch over their shoulder. <laughs> he doesn't micromanage them. But he gives them the freedom to use the talents that he's given them according to the way that they think is best. Now, the first two servants, they knew they had a job to do, right? So the story says that they went promptly and traded with them. They went promptly. Here's another important spiritual lesson for us. When God gives us a grace, when he inspires us to do something, and when we're confident enough that it's from God, it's important that we act upon that grace and we act quickly, we act promptly before we talk ourselves out of it or before someone else talks us out of it or before we lose that inspiration. So if, someone puts, if God puts someone on your mind, maybe you get a little, a little inspiration in your heart to, to pray for them or, or to reach out to them in some way, then do it promptly. Work with the grace don't miss the moment. The parable then says that the master returned a long time after. And once he returned, he went through his accounts with his three servants. You see, God gives us freedom to use our talents how we think is best. And he gives us time, a long time. He doesn't pressure us. But God will hold us accountable for the talents that he's given us. There will come a time when we are face-to-face -face with God and we have to say, God, here. Here is what I've done with what you've given me. Here is the interest I've made. Now, the servant who had five, he came back with ten. The servant who started with two came back with four. Both of them had doubled what they'd been given and the master was happy. Did you notice the master didn't really care that one made more than the other? What mattered to the master was that they were both good stewards with what they'd been entrusted with. To both of them he says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Here's the first key point of the parable. The way that we make ourselves ready for the great thing is by being faithful, by being good stewards with the small things. Now, 
talents weren't exactly small things. A talent was worth the equivalent of probably a million dollars in today's money. But Jesus' point is that all of our roles, all of our responsibilities, all of the resources that we're gifted with, as important as they may seem at times, Jesus is saying that they're really just small things. They're, they're really just stepping stones that are supposed to prepare us for the great thing. For the kingdom of God. Now, what about the third servant? Well, we know that he didn't respond promptly like the first two servants. He actually went and hid his talent in the ground. Now, that wasn't unusual. Back in those days, they didn't have banks. So if you wanted to protect something, what would you do? You dig a hole and you put it in the ground, right? This helps us to understand that other story Jesus tells about the, uh, the guy who finds the treasure in the field, right? That's what they did. They hid treasure. And I suppose sometimes people forgot that they hid treasure. <laughs> the key question for us to be asking is, why did this third servant respond so differently to the first two servants? Why did he hide it in the ground? Well... Again, we're given the answer. The servant said, I heard you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. So I was afraid. Here's the second key point of the parable for us. Who we understand God to be has a profound impact on the way that we live our lives. You see, this third servant, he thought that his master was strict and harsh. And that paralyzed him. It made him hide his talent out of fear that he might do something wrong and he might get punished. Sometimes we too can be afraid of God and we don't even realize it. We can carry this this idea that God is kind of over our shoulder watching us you know, waiting for us to do something wrong so he can punish us. And this fear can make us defensive, just like the third servant. It can cause us to become all preoccupied with avoiding doing wrong, avoiding offending God. And at the same time, what we do is we we avoid taking any risks. We, we play it safe. We don't really make the most of everything God has given us just in case we get it wrong. Jesus today is saying, no, that's not the mentality that prepares you, that makes you ready for, for the kingdom of God. If we want to flourish as disciples of Jesus, we need to shift our mindset from defense, from, from, fear, from that fear response to, to offense. You see, God, he doesn't just want us to avoid doing the wrong thing. God wants us to become transformed. He wants us to become like him, to, to continue to grow in the virtues, to, to, uh, to live out the fruits of the Spirit to become everything that we're created to be. And for that to happen, 
Jesus is instructing us today that we need to, to be good stewards. We need to take initiative. We need to take risks to grow and to multiply our faith and to multiply our love, to invest our time and our talents and our treasures by using them for God's purposes. My life is very much still a work in progress, but when I look back over the past 10 or 15 or 20 years, I realise how much I've grown in my capacity to flourish, to experience God's kingdom. And, and what I realise now is that it, it's my offensive mindset that made all the difference. There came a point in my life uh, where I, I decided that even though I was carrying all these deep insecurities and I was so unsure of myself, I, I made a decision that I would start to invest. I start to use, I start to uh, multiply the, the gifts that God had given me. And so I was very intentional. I started to, to prioritize prayer every day. I started to read the Bible and, and read other spiritual books. So I, I went to courses when I could. I was very uh, intentional about giving uh, or using my, my time and, and, and my treasure uh, to serve others and to serve God. And what I realize now is that every time I made those small investments what I was actually doing was multiplying what God had given me. And in that process of multiplying and multiplying and multiplying, what was happening is that, that, that God's life was expanding within me, just like the mustard seed that Jesus talks about. You see, when we make small investments in whatever God has given us, it always leads to huge payoffs. This is how the kingdom works. So I want to finish with a, a, a bit of a, a demonstration that will hopefully help us to, to help to emphasize this point. Jesus says today that for everyone who has, they will be given more. Sometimes we think that the way to have more in life is to keep our talents and our treasures for ourselves to maybe hide them in the ground, to, to protect what we have. But uh, the only problem with that is that uh, we get to a point pretty quickly where we are, have reached our capacity. It's kind of like this little jug, right? It's full of water. There's, there's not much more that this can take. And pretty soon we know if we just let this sit there closed, that water will become stale, But when we invest what we've been given, when we grow and when we multiply what God gives us, God will continue to give us more and more, more love, more of his life, more of his gifts more of his influence. And God not only gives us more, but do you notice what's happening? 
every time God gives us more, he increases our container. He increases our capacity. He increases our uh, uh, experience of his presence. Every time we give and we invest, every time that we use what God has given us for his purposes, he gives us more and he expands our capacity to hold him. He expands the kingdom of God within us. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.